Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. And he does swing it in. Lukaku! This time he does hit the target. And his longest drought in English football is over. After 13 games without a goal, Lukaku... Back on target, and it's Lukaku again! No stopping him now! And it's slotted through, he's in here for the hat-trick, Romelu Lukaku! An 11-minute hat-trick for Romelu Lukaku! He's back in business! Another weekend and another go-round with The Real Football Show. Yes, we will be online for what this week and next week as we uh, there's a basketball there's some basketball tournament going on. You've probably heard about that. So yes, the real football show is an online on demand only for just a couple of weeks, and then we'll go back to being uh, at six p.m. on ESPN uh, FM one hundred one five fourteen eighty a.m. So just a heads up again, online only just for a couple of weeks as the basketball tournament seems to take up a lot of airtime. Got to get those. Uh, Got to get those brackets busted, I guess. I, I I despise basketball, so I I just do not care at all. I can tell by your tone. <laughs> <laughs> so my disdain for this is is very obvious. So, Perk is back in the house. It's Animal and Perk. Perk, who's on the rotating roundtable this week? Oh, we're gonna have a great show. We got uh, Coach Jason Whitus from Concordia uh, is uh, is with us for a uh, third, fourth time, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Thank and. Uh, exciting news in your life in the past week or so is a proud father of baby boy huh yeah we're certainly excited uh, not much sleep in the last week so uh, <laughs> if i fall asleep at the mic my apologies but uh, it's been great <laughs> has nothing to do with the show itself he's yeah. just tired from uh, sleep deprived and, and it took us almost three years but we finally got someone from the czech republic on the on, on the show yeah. so uh jan Kvoyan? yeah Kvoyan. don't worry about last name jan i'll go by jan Awesome, yeah. and and you're an assistant with Jason. Yeah, at I'm, I'm Jason's right? GA. Yeah, this is my second year, and uh, and it's worked out. So I'm dec- I've decided to stay for extra years. So we'll we'll work together uh, for one more year. You That's seem awesome. like a pretty young guy, you know, to make your way all the way over here to the United States to you know help out with soccer. Well, I, I played in I played in college. Uh, I did my four years in college, played in Kentucky, and then finished my college career in Grand Canyon in Phoenix, Arizona. And then uh, I went home for a year, and uh, and I guess I was missing the, the college game a little bit too much. So I tried to you know look for ways to, to come back, and and Jason gave, gave me the, the opportunity to come back and, and work with him at what, what town in the Czech Republic? Oh. Uh, Pilsen, Pilsen, big P-I-L-S-E-N? Yeah, yeah, Victor Pilsen. So I, why do I know that name? <laughs> because of the, because of the yeah. team. What's the team in the Champions League? Yeah, we made an appearance in Champions League this year, this year, and um, this was our third appearance for for the club. So yeah, we're doing great. And who who they run against? Who was their group? Well, we had a pretty tough group. We had, <laughs> we, we ended up in the group with uh, Real Madrid, uh, AS Roma, and uh, CSK oh, Moscow. You got a result, that was... though, right? Against Roma. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, we, we, we were able to beat Roma once. Oh. Uh, yeah, we beat them at home, and we we beat CSK away. So we we finished third in the group and uh, oh. and made it to the to the round of thirty two in Europa League. So, oh yeah! Oh, that's awesome. 
And then you, you, so you very, personally go. I'm very excited now because now I know somebody who lives in Pilsen, which is the home of the Pilsner Urkel Brewery. <laughs> that is very correct. One of my <laughs> oh, that's why you've heard. I was thinking Champions League, but no, it's, it's the beer. One of my favorite beers, a very good beer. I love beer. I love all sorts of beer, but that's a really good one too. And I'm just saying. Now I know somebody in the town I can go stay with when I go to the brewery. There you go. I don't recall him inviting you, but okay. But I got, it, I got it. Uh, that's awesome. So yeah, it's it's actually. Actually, pretty cool, and uh, it's, a, it's a size of one hundred and seventy thousand, smaller than Lincoln. Oh, okay, wow, wow! I, I, I expected it to be bigger than that. So did I, I just, and especially it. in Champions League. You know yeah, that, that must be quite Champions the feat for it. And again, don't take this wrong, but a, a team, a town of that size, to have a team that would make it into Champions League—that's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. a big deal. Then speaking of that, actually, how does it work? So you you probably won the Czech League. Well, well, the way it's worked before, like even if you win the Czech League, you still have to go through the qualifying rounds and playoffs. Okay. But because the Czech coefficient was very very high in past years, last year was actually probably only year when the winner of the league went straight into the group stage. So oh. it was a massive competition in the Czech League, and we were able to get the title, and that sent us through to the, to the group stage. And like you said, like for, for any team from Czech Republic, it's a massive deal because the amount of money that they get just for participating in, in, in sure, such a competition, yeah. it, it, it's, it's great, and it, it helps any team from, from, from the country. And so how, and we're taking a little segment talking about the Czech, which is awesome. Yeah, sure. uh, what, so who traditionally is like the best team in, in the Czech Republic? Victoria Pilsen, yeah. Oh, it is? Okay, oh, it <laughs> no, is no, no, no. Like, oh, I'm that's... kidding. Uh, there, there's probably three or four teams that can compete in Europe. The, it would be Victoria Pilsen, Slavia Prague, and Sparta Prague. Those are the two, 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 three biggest teams, and and I would well, say two, two out of Prague. So, yeah, okay. yeah, and probably most financial stable, right? Because let's be let's be honest, if you want to compete, you gotta have a little you bit of a money. Town. To spend. You gotta have that like, the backing of all the supporters. Yeah, yeah. so those three teams are, are currently the, 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 the three top. That's teams. fascinating. So awesome. you're getting your wow. geography lesson, and yeah. you're getting all in soccer in one. Man, yeah, look know, at you! Le- you're learning something on the show this week. How crazy is that? So, um, what else? Uh, would Jan have any knowledge of that? That what is it? The Black Derby, the the Eternal Derby. The Eternal Derby, yeah, that's uh, in it's Eastern European. Uh, why uh, you're gonna have to help us here? Oh well, oh well. It's uh, it's uh, it's Ukraine? that really rough, you know, rivalry that they have in well, that well, one the town where they dug the graves and. Yeah. Oh, I think you might be talking about Serbia. Is yes, it, is Serbia. It, it's, yes, it's, that's it's, it's it. The, it's the derby between Part, me. Partizan and, and uh, Red Star. Red yes, Star, yes. Belgrade, right? Yeah, that's a big one. I've you, seen. So you know all about this. I know, I, I know something about it. Uh, uh, when I was in, in college, I, I lived with a guy from, from Belgrade. He played basketball. And he, he was showing all these crazy videos on YouTube. <laughs> like, they, they set the stands on, on fire, like literally on fire. It's crazy. And, yeah, yeah. They like lose their minds. Not exactly a Concordia home game, is it? It's pretty similar. (laughs) We usually have a few stabbings that go on each game. Oh my god, (laughs) that is awesome. Okay, so cool. We're actually bringing somebody that's like bringing another part of the geographic puzzle of of soccer, (laughs) football into the into the mix. And the guy by going from Czech the Czech Republic to Kentucky to Arizona (laughs) to Seward, Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the destinations uh, in the, the U.S. So, you know, since we are talking about Champions League, let's go ahead and just kind of go with that. And the draw, the Champions League draw, as uh, as they get ready for, you know, what did we, we're down to the Elite Eight. Yep. The Elite Eight will start in April. The Spurs in Man City. Okay, that's going to take one of the English teams out. Yep. But also guarantee one in the Final Four then. Yep. Liverpool and Porto. Uh, Ajax and Juventus and Man United and Barcelona. That's that's a that's, big one right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I, in fact, so, if if Barcelona and Man United actually played other teams, I don't think it would be as cool. But for those two to play in the Elite Eight, that's, I think, really awesome. And I think what people want to see is just as long as Ajax and Porto weren't matched up. I mean, because you want, like, all the best teams, right? And so, exactly. Yeah. And no German teams. Yeah, I mean, no Bundesliga. It's crazy. And obviously uh, PSG, the only French team that yeah. uh, almost made it, but there are no French teams either. So, Despite the billion billion pounds they put into the trades over the past seven years. <laughs> First leg, April 9th and 10th. Second leg, April 16th and 17th. Got, got a favorite, anybody? Yeah, I mean, uh, who's going to come out of this? Either in the heart or in the head? I mean, I used to be a big Man United fan, and then now with the return of uh, Solskjaer, I think I kind of, I kind of lean towards them. So I, I would love to see them in the final again. Yeah, that'd be, oh, it'd be a tough, it'd be tough. It's gonna be tough for him. Yeah, I think Man City. Uh, Man City. Mm, all right. Got to get past the Spurs, which you, I, I, I assume you don't see any problems there. Oh, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Or anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I think they Liverpool should so move impressive. on. That seems like an easy one to me. Beating Porto, yeah, you think? Yeah, you think Liverpool and Juventus are moving on for yeah. sure. But uh, uh, Man United, Barcelona—that's going to be a back and forth because you know Barcelona is going to want to show what they got, you know, to get in. And what better way to do it than against like the mm-hmm. the team in the world, right, Man U? <laughs> yeah, it'd be really fun to see uh, Solskjaer kind of. First big marquee game. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously played a lot of other important games so far in his tenure, early in his tenure. But that's that's one for the ages, I think. It could be. It could be. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, odds makers don't exactly like Man U. It's a uh, uh, Barcelona's odds of winning the whole thing are three to one, twenty to one for Man U to win the whole wow. thing. Whoa! So people don't think odds makers. They know what they're talking about. They don't think Man U's going through. Speaking of that, uh, on and not banned, Ronaldo will be available <laughs> to face Ajax in the quarterfinals after avoiding a ban for his celebration. Uh, you know, this <laughs> thing right here. <laughs> thrust, his little crotch, crotch music that he was playing to the playing to the crowd. Uh, he's in, but he got fined uh, 20,000 euros from the governing body. Uh, that's that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot just for emotion, right? Yeah, about pocket money for Ronaldo. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, 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 say, if that celebration that happened in college, though, you would be suspended. You're not going to be able no. to keep on playing if you're in college doing that type of celebration. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish Nick Holmes was here because uh, when Southampton beat Tottenham uh, last week, uh, the guy who made that great kick. He did a Ronaldo celebration. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you can't be doing a Ronaldo. It's a great goal, and Southampton's kind of just eking their way out of uh, the relegation zone. I mean, they're still right there in the battle for it, but uh, they've had some decent results recently, and yeah. uh, maybe they can fight their way out of it. I hope, I hope they stay up, and obviously, you know, with knowing Nick and everything, yeah. I really hope they do you stay see up. The, do you see the ticket prices at Camp New for the for the Man United game? Oh no, no. it's uh, they are pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Barcelona setting the price for the away tickets at 102 pounds, 118 euros, yet supporters of the English club will only have to pay 75 pounds. We're already at the end of the first segment. We are, we only have four segments, kids, but we are at the end of the first segment. Remember, we have an online-only show for the next couple of weeks as the NCAA basketball tournament will be taking up our 6 p.m. slot on ESPN FM 101.5 and 1480 AM. It's Animal, it's Perk, it's Jan and Jason for The Real Football Show. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5, AM, and of course on demand on your weekend whenever you want, ESPNLincoln.com, which you will find us on for the next couple of weeks as The Real Football Show is an on-demand show just during this uh, basketball heraldry. I, I don't know what else to call it. 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, can we say we've gone over Champions League, which, uh, and again, uh, going over Jan's uh, home hometown of Pilsen, which is very cool, and learning something at the same time. Uh, we should probably move on, talk maybe a little bit about <sighs> who's not going to make it <laughs> in the English Premier League. And it's it's very obvious, you know, as you look at the standings, you know, we've mentioned this several times, Huddersfield is out. Your team tried to help them last week. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that West Ham, down 3-1, <laughs> to one, could come storming back. And Chicharito gets the two goals, the third and the fourth goal, to put us up on Huddersfield. So, yes, we beat the Terriers, which I even hate saying. That sounds terrible. But West Ham wins and beats Huddersfield. But Huddersfield, Fulham, and Cardiff City are right there. Although it could be a little bit of a flip-flop between Cardiff City and Burnley and Southampton. They're all kind of like that balancing above the rim, you know, uh, you know falling into the swill. And of, even, of, even Brighton and Crystal Palace are right there, too, on 33 points. So it's uh, it's quite a fight for that last Is spot. Newcastle and Bournemouth? Well, I'd say Bournemouth is safe. They're at 38. Newcastle... Yeah, they they could, but it just depends on the man. That's like five teams below them. That mm. you know that that balance of the English Premier League in the standings right now. It, it is crazy. It is in, in the, the, okay Huddersfield animal. You gave up three goals to them. Yeah, you yeah, don't know did. how tough that is for Huddersfield to score three goals. No, how uh, easy it is for us like, to give up three goals. They have that's like five what you on the said. year. Yeah, <laughs> they, they seriously they uh, that gives them eighteen goals. Through 31 games, I mean they had 15 goals through 30 games before that game. So why the bottom may, may not be surprising, the top is surprising. Liverpool in first place, Man City right there, not gonna let them get away, not gonna let this become like you know a, a furlong out. They're gonna stay right there with them. The Spurs, obviously, not gonna make it into the top two, but it is a dogfight between Man City and Liverpool right now. Who Back really wants it? And Who wants it? City's got a game in hand. Yeah, that's that's a big a big advantage for them. And uh, I still think it's hard pressed not to think City's City's going to pull out with this. But uh, obviously Liverpool having a great season. I think a big part depends on Salah. He kind of had dropped off there with his you know massive scoring he was having early in the campaign. And I think if they're going to win, they really need him to be at top form. Liverpool has the Spurs on Sunday morning at ten thirty. And uh, Man City has got Fulham bright and early Saturday morning at 7.30. Uh, so that's how your top two are going to fare out this weekend. That's kind of, I mean, the rest of City's schedule, yeah, they do have, they have Fulham, Cardiff, Burnley, oh, Brighton. Man. <laughs> yeah, so they got, I mean, but they do. They Who do, does Liverpool have left? Um, they got to go uh, uh, Cardiff, Huddersfield, <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> so it's a bit it's a bit close with them as well. They they don't have a lot of the best teams to face. Yeah, and they both do play two of the top six. Liverpool, as you mentioned, playing Tottenham and then playing Chelsea also later on, uh, both at home. Uh, City has Tottenham at home and then at Man U. So I could end up being – so they, they all could win out. I mean, I don't know. It's – it's it's a great year. Yeah, well, this year's been great. Gerard's not on the team this year, so there's no slip that's going to happen at the end of the year to prevent <laughs> them from winning. So. Whoops! <laughs> there is one Monday night football game. There's a Monday night football game. Arsenal and Newcastle will play Monday at two o'clock our time. And when Arsenal's right there too. So yeah, that the top two is a coin flip right now. The fight for third and fourth is huge. And my team, Chelsea, boy, they really choked it the other the last weekend. So yeah, was that Everton? Yeah, zero. Yeah. And Chelsea dominated the first half, but you got to score. I mean, you're a coach. You've seen, you've, you've probably been on both sides of that where 
you oh, dominate yeah. a game. And <laughs> it certainly can be a frustrating game. And I mean, usually a team like Chelsea, uh, even when they're not hitting on all cylinders, still uh, doesn't concede those goals. So yeah. they, they're still but to maybe get the game winner late. But uh, this one, you're not going to concede two goals uh, often and, and win games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ESPN is calling for Virgil van Dyke to be the player of the year. They say that he, they feel it, what he has done. You know, even if Liverpool don't win the Premier League, which again, it's it's all in their hands at this point. They say that he should win Player of the Year. That's a bold prediction. I mean, because you, when you think Liverpool, you think you know Salah and, and Mane and uh, Firmino and I mean, all their like, offensive power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden Van Dyke is their left back, center back. It's I think left center back. Yeah, okay. center back. So I mean, he's had a great year and he's he's a great player. But yeah, you just don't see that go to uh, that position very often, it's, especially with their firepower. Yeah. <laughs> Over on the Spurs, you could say Harry Kane is the guy. Sure, yeah. Uh, maybe even his teammate, uh, Son Hung-min. He could be the guy. Uh, Aubameyang. God, I have a hell of a time with that guy's <laughs> name. From right. Arsenal, he's another guy that you could say is player of the year, but they, they pick Virgil van Dijk as the a- Hazard, team. I mean, you gotta, I mean, there's last year was obvious a lot, right? And this year, I guess, I don't know. I don't know who it would be, but... It'll be fun to watch these last last half of the season. Yeah. Didn't even mention a Man City player. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I can if you want. Well, I mean, yeah. because, I don't know, Brian Aguero? Then, that, then, then, I would say, yeah. then I would say, guess who's leading in goals right now? <laughs> okay. Sergio Aguero <laughs> with 18 goals. Harry Kane with Tottenham and 17. In fact, it's a it's a knot in second place between Harry Kane, Salah, Aubameyang, and Mane. Is he saying it right? Is he saying it right? Oh, I'm probably. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Chelsea, though, number one in assists, so uh, with uh, uh, Mr. Hazard. Yeah, yeah. Your buddy with 11. Uh, Frazier from Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth with 10. And uh, Erickson uh, from the Spurs with nine, also tied with Sané. I mean, he's a great player, Erickson. He, so. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be key to them finishing in the, in the top three if they can. Yeah. yeah. And what they did when they didn't have Kane, and I think Son was gone also for a little bit, and Deli Ali, right? They went, yeah. All three of them were gone a at lot one of, time. Yeah, a lot of people out. And Erickson was probably holding that together for mm-hmm. that month. Yeah. Jan, you uh, when you when you when you hear about you know English Premier League, do you see a team that you know as kind of that standard? When when you know, and Liverpool, I, I think it's Klopp. He's the guy who's really brought that team. He he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's, he's awesome. so emotional. He jumps around. He's not stoic. He's not a dick in press conferences. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just he seems like a guy you would want to win because of, of like you're hitting uh, towards of, the old man. His personality. Yeah. Do you see that in a, in another coach in in EPL that I'm not mentioning? You, I mean, I I I kind of do see it in Solskjaer because uh, what I love to see, like I said, uh, I, I used to love Man United when I was a kid, but then. When 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 uh, Sir Alex uh, retired, you know, with the coaches that he had, I never felt like it was the same Man United. And now with the return of Solskjaer, I feel like I feel like he's a he's a great brand for Man United. Obviously, he he's he was a great player for them. But when when you see him now, see oh, the results that he's had with Man United, and and you see the big smile on his face on, on in every press conference, I think he he represents the the club uh, in, in a great way, and he's done great great things with 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 the team in in the last couple of months so 
I, I see him as a, as a very positive uh, thing that happened to the And he's a man-new guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so he was pro- when you were a kid, he was probably on that team, right? Oh, yeah, he was there. Probably, he was I, there yeah. I assume like a 90s kid. Yeah, matter of fact, he scored, two, he scored the, 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 the goal in 1999, right, against Barcelona in semifinal, sent him to the final. It was 1992nd, 93rd minute. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he came yeah. off the bench. Uh, the man who brokered the deal that brought uh, Salah to Cardiff is under investigation for an alleged public order offense in London. Willie McKay, who's no longer registered as a football agent, but helped his son Mark complete the ill-fated Salah transfer, has been the subject of an investigation uh, by South Wales police over claims he threatened to kill staff at the EPL club in a dispute about who is liable for damages following the death of Salah in a plane crash. This is the kid who was killed in the plane crash. Oh, okay. So it is... It is, it's like, he said, evidently, in this, uh, the alleged threats have been claimed to have occurred in London, confirmed in a statement from the police. Uh, they even have the address where it went down, because they're going to take statements from everybody. And uh, Sala died along with pilot uh, Ibbotson when the Piper aircraft they were traveling in came down in the channel on January 21st. I remember this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so... McKay has said he paid for the flight. Several others related to the transfer did not choose the pilot or the plane. So I, now there's a blame game on this kid, oh, Diane, yeah, which is terrible. so sad. Yeah. You know, it just it can't be. And it's interesting because, you know, Cardiff aren't going to make it. But then you look at the championship league. Oh, yeah. And you think about Swansea coming back up. And that's not happened. So there won't be a team in represent in oh, yeah. EL. So Cardiff's not going to make it. So that trip. Way up north, I believe that's way up north, isn't it? Up to Wales? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know my uh, geography. My, that's my, fine. My Great Britain geography. So it's interesting because there's always been a Wales team in there, at least since I've watched in the last six, seven years. But it looks like there will not be a team from Wales in the EPL this next season. There's no way that you know Cardiff City is going to be able to save their hide at this point. <laughs> it would be a miracle. <laughs> it would be very. It would be quite amazing. So it's just sad that they, you know, bring up this kid dying and then, then, yeah, then there's threads back and forth. It's like, come on. You know, there, there's a point. Uh, other things happening. We should probably talk a little MLS. We can get into that. We've got Bundesliga, La Liga, um, Syria. Can't forget about, you know, Geraldine, who's always chiming in. Don't forget about Syria. <laughs> of course not. And uh, maybe we'll get into a, a good story from Jan about one of his games that he's been to, uh, you know, in the Czech Republic where things have gotten maybe a little bit spicy. I look forward to those. I love those stories. It is The Real Football Show. Catch us on demand at ESPNLincoln.com, of course, and 6 p.m. normally on Fridays, but the basketball tournament's taking over right now. ESPN 1480 and 101.5 FM. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM, and on demand on your weekend, on your time, on iTunes. Yep, you can find us on iTunes and on ESPNLincoln.com. Uh, it's Perk, it's Jan, it's Jason, and we jump right into it. We probably, you know, we got to get into some MLS. We can talk some MLS and our sporting Kansas City. We had to, you know, we had to be nice because a Minnesota fan was in the house last week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sporting KC, you know, we're doing all right. You know, we're hanging in there. Over in the West, uh, got a draw last week yeah. at, at Colorado. We're one, one, and one. Yeah, a draw on the road never is bad. Colorado's just not a great team. Hey, Colorado was a red card. Colorado was a guy down. But late, yeah, yeah. It was late, it was but late. still, come on. And the goal we gave up was awful. It was a goalie mistake that Yikes. Timmy Lee doesn't make mistakes like that. Yeah. And so, 
Um, we got a great goal back from Johnny Russell. That free kick was was unbelievable. So that was that was good to see. And really pressed, almost got that other one to get the three points. But again, on the road, you take a point, right? Oh, for sure, you take it. So. Sporty KC uh, will not play again until next weekend. On Saturday the 30th, they'll take on the Montreal Impact and that game going on in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, Dom Dwyer, the old Kansas City player, uh, Montreal's going to be down on their center back, I think. I can't think of the guy's name, a pretty big athletic dude. Uh, Dom Dwyer goaded, just baited him into a red card. <laughs> really? <laughs> really late in the game. Just, you know, Dom's kind of a pet, one of those pest guys, you know, mm-hmm. up front. He just baits him into a red card, and so he's out for the next game. So thanks, Dom, for helping sporting out. (laughs) (laughs) Good move. That's a great stadium, and of course, we have the big trip that's going on in June. Yeah, the American Outlaws are going down to Kansas City June 25th, and the game is on the 26th. uh, A Gold Cup game, great stadium, great arena, taking a bus down from Captain Jack's on that Tuesday for the night before party, for the tailgate the next day, and it's going to drive you back the next day, so... Uh, get a hold of us here at the show if you want information or check out uh, AO Lincoln on Facebook, uh, theamericanoutlaws.com on, you know, all, many, many ways to find out. Get a hold of us here and it'll be a really, really, really good time. So the week that we, uh, the show last week. Yes. You know, since we're speaking of American type things, the U.S. women's national team suing American soccer yeah. and U.S. soccer because of the fair pay. Yeah. And and it's understandable as much as they've done for soccer there is there is some grounds here for the girls to not be happy about this and they should have done exactly what they did and that is you know what we need to be paid just as much when the guys suck and we <laughs> and we are trying just as hard and we make it as far as we do and we're still not getting paid as much as the guys do there you go i mean yeah. i don't know I, how you know if you brought Corey into this conversation you know, Mr. American Outlaws. They'd be all for it. Yeah, they'd be all for it. So and, yeah. and Justin both would be. And I don't know if it's changed much recently, but there was a not too long ago there was a time period where the guys would make more in a loss with the U.S. men's national this. team than the women would make more in a win. I mean, that's just outrageous. And they're really, three-time you know. world champions. Yeah. And I, and the men have how many world champions? <laughs> I, I just can't count them all. Yeah. Ah. Too many. And I, I'm not. I mean, because I I love watching U.S. men's soccer. I mean, it's it's, it's great. I mean, mm. but. Yeah. So that literally came down last week, right after the end of our show yeah, last know, week. Yeah, U.S. Women's National Team suing U.S. Soccer for discrimination. So that'll be interesting. Games for the U.S. Women's National Team. What's- well, I, well, I hope it. I hope it doesn't affect. I hope they don't think about it. Why they're they got a World Cup to think about. Oh yeah, yeah. And the competition's really, really tough. You're going to be playing in. They never play games outside of the U.S. It's rarely do that. And the last time they did, they actually lost. They lost to France. Yeah. So I, I just hope they don't make it a distraction. And I think, like like most pros, when they get there, whether it's a contract negotiation or whatever else, they're able. They're pros. They're able to separate that yeah. from their yeah. performance in most situations. I think the women are in action in two weeks. They'll take on Australia, and then they'll take on <laughs> Belgium on the fourth, and then on the seventh, and then they're off again for another month. As then they'll take on South Africa and New Zealand, and even Mexico uh, thrown into that May mix. But then it begins. June 11th. It'll be here before we know it. U.S. versus Thailand. So probably some big fun plan, maybe for some of these warm-up games, or just maybe we're going to save it all up for one big blast uh, in June for the Women's World Cup as we get things kicked off. 2 o'clock on June 11th, which is, by the way, a... It's during the week. Oh, of yeah. course it is. Yeah, I was looking like, it's a there's like no weekend games. Like, I mean, if it was on. even a Thursday, I could screw <laughs> off part of my show and come down there and play. But man... The men got some games right right now this yeah. weekend. 
The uh, US, U.S. men's national team in action. And uh, they've got Chile for a game on Tuesday. They've got Ecuador, though, today right now, yeah. for a game this week. Uh, as uh, the latest news from the U.S. men's, anything that you've seen come up about, you know. Well, I'll tell you about the U.S. Uh, uh, since we have Jan here from the Czech Republic. I don't know how many times the U.S. has played Czech. I really have no idea. But I remember one game I watched, the 2006 World Cup. That was a good one, right? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a good one. We're, it was our the first game of the group. We're coming off the 2002 World Cup where the men had a great showing, uh, final eight. Uh, had a really good chance to go to the semis. It, it was a great team, pretty much the same team back. Excited to watch this. Tough group. It was Italy who won the whole Republic. You know, excited to watch this game. They destroy three nothing. Three nothing, yeah. Jan Kohler. Jan Kohler, yeah. That was, was, yeah, that was. A, I think that was that was a great team. And, oh, forget about check, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't make it. It was like his group, but yeah, that was a, for the generation of, of these these guys. And I just thought that team was unbelievable because, well, for one, Ron Kohler, six seven six, he was huge. Oh, yeah. That he had a header goal as a bullet, like right away, like five minutes <laughs> in or something. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, we'll regroup. Then uh, that Rosicki, Ro- Rosicki yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, pretty young at the time, I think, because I'd never oh, yeah. heard of him yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. And he dominated the game, and I'm like, this team's unbelievable. <laughs> and they don't even get out of the groups. I mean, so is that one of the better teams oh, that in was the, Czech that was, Yeah, that was the best team. Uh, that team actually finished uh, uh, fourth uh, in Euros in oh, okay. 2004, so two years ago. Where we we lost to Greece uh, in semifinals and Greece. Did you hear Greece won it? Yeah, there was a yeah. there was a oh. year that somehow Greece ended up winning the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, they, they beat us in semifinal. It was a, a golden goal in overtime. Oh jeez. And uh, okay. yeah, yeah, everyone felt like we had a team to really compete for the for the championship that year. But yeah, like I said, in 2006 it was the last last year for for this group, and uh, and unfortunately some of them retired after that World Cup in in 2006. But yeah, it was a good year. I guess uh, the kid to really watch for the U.S. men's national team on these next two games is this 20-year-old kid, Tyler Adams. Absolutely. And yeah. he comes out of the New York Red Bulls organization, comes out of their system, uh, even played for Red Bull Leipzig out yeah. of Germany, mm-hmm. out of Bundesliga. Uh, but this kid evidently is the he's, – he's it. He's great. I mean, do you know much about him, Jay? I mean, he's Not very lot, versatile. No. <laughs> uh, I think he might be playing, like, right back. But he can play defensive mid or even uh, center back, probably. Very versatile. Um, him and Weston McKinney. Obviously, Pulisic, we all know. It's. I think the interesting thing about Pulisic I'm excited to watch is the Bullhalter sounds like he might play him on the inside as, as one of the midfield three, is, is what I'm told. So, so like a number 10. Uh, yeah. 10. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kind of the left, left of the mid, midfield three. So, okay. kind of a new role for him. It sounds like a role he's excited about trying to. That's, and it's, it's all this young, these, all these young guys. And this team, you know, this this weekend, um, it's even missing Josh Sargent and Tim Weah because they're kind of getting ready, I think, mm-hmm. for U20s, U23s or something. But, yeah, McKinney, Adams, Pulisic, all these young guys, it's going to be exciting. And um, I, I heard a comment where their, their, their attitude is um, it's kind of – they're kind of playing for uh, the future. It's like they're not really worried about the results. They're trying to get a pattern of play. You got to get the gears to fit in there right and get them to turn the proper direction. And yeah. you, know, you find out things by things getting broken and and how things fall apart. Yeah, and I'm sure you know you guys as coaches. I'm sure you know you you gear up toward the season. You, you don't necessarily you know and whether it's preseason or your spring camp, whatever. You probably look for certain things. 
not necessarily results. Yeah, I think you're, you're certainly willing to take more risks in games, uh, oh, whether yeah. you're talking about like our spring season or early on in a season, and, and try some things. You still want results, obviously, and you want to succeed, but you're willing to, I guess, experiment a little bit more and, and just take some calculated risks that you think uh, could pay off. And I think that's probably what you'll see in that I don't think they're going to put forward a lineup, a lineup or a system or uh, that's playing for a 0-0 draw against Ecuador. You know, I think they're, <laughs> they're going to go for it a little bit, and they may struggle at that, and uh, who knows if they'll succeed, but it'll be, it'll be fun to see them because I think that Berhalter is not he's going to have a little bit more of a, a attacking style to them uh, I think they're they won't just barricade in and, and the good uh, news is good. about this Tyler kid is they dumb it down for me <laughs> when he play he'll play two different positions when the U.S. has the ball and when they don't when we don't have the ball he drops into a right defense position and then the U.S. team defends with four defenders three midfielders three attackers or four through three when the Americans get the ball, he they want him to then push up into center midfield with one of the center defenders sliding into a bit wide, resulting in a three defender, four midfielder, three attacker system, which I guess this is what Pep uses at Man City. All right. Hey, so it's, like a, it's like an adjustable wheel as it goes, you know? Oh, they, they have the ball. So then he falls back into this, but then we have the ball and then he goes up into this. It's well, like a hybrid position. They're kind yeah. of like a hybrid position. And ultimately, I think that's the, a common misconception about the game is that some, somebody sees a system and thinks that's a rigid system. And right. In most situations, I think that the, everybody stays in the same spot. Yeah, it's changing, obviously. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're changing when you move into the attack and, and uh, interchanging. And when you get back and defensively, sometimes you drop in. So a system could look quite differently in a defending version. Versus the attack, and I'm glad to see that they're maybe having a little bit more mo- more mobility. And I'm going to watch I'm going to pay attention to yes. Tyler Adams specifically now mm-hmm. to kind of watch that. And the fact that you stand on the sidelines and yell at him, they're in the wrong spot. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, speaking, uh, bro, I heard I heard him talking not too long ago. Really interesting because he he come from being a club coach at Columbus Crew to a country coach, and you know you don't play as many games, so he's, he went from this rigid schedule. You know, MLS is a really long season. You know, scouting, traveling, practice games. He goes right now. All I do is watch games. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 he's constantly watching games. He's got all this time. Yeah, which is it's cool. I mean, but he's got because he's traveling per, in person and going all over. It is the real football show on ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to the real football show on ESPN KLMS. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015 1480 AM and on demand on your weekend for the next couple of weeks. ESPNLincoln.com. Animal Perk, Jan and Jason. This week we'll get a great story from Jan, one of his uh, one of his great, you know, Czech Republic soccer stories, maybe in an away game. We'll get into that. But let's hit up some of these other leagues. Let's uh let's start off with La Liga and the standings there as uh Barcelona out in front. Ten points by up ten, on ten. Atletico, Real Madrid with fifty-four. It's Barcelona's to lose at this point. Yeah, the same as with the stats. You look at uh, uh, Messi's goals; he's he's like ten or eleven or twelve ahead of the next person with goals. It's just they're running away. <laughs> the with cool it. thing about him, and then you know, people he's oh, a superstar, but he's number one in goals and assists. So That's he's there to help. You know, he's got a ton of apples to his favor as well. So he's got, you know, he's got the 29, 29 goals, which you look at EPL. I think the highest guy we said was 18. Yeah. yeah. And Messi's got 12 assists. So he's got 29 goals, 12 assists at 41 points. Jeez. Total. Yeah, if you haven't seen the highlights from the Real uh, Betis game, uh, he had a hat trick, and his third goal was just uh, pure genius. Just a kind of little floater from uh, 30 yards out that uh, caught everybody by surprise, and it just shows how, how genius he actually is. The crazy thing about him, I recently saw a post on, on social media, and it was a top five players, 
with the most goals against English top four teams, yeah. Messi was third. And he doesn't play in the league, right? <laughs> oh, 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 wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Over in Bundesliga, it's a tie in first place. Bayern and Dortmund nodded at 60 points apiece. And it looks like they've got uh, the week off this week because they won't play again until next Friday, the 29th. Yeah, Air Bay is off, so... So you've got uh, get that going on, and we, uh, you know, got to got to hit up Syria over in the standings. Oh, look who's in first place! Big shot. <laughs> Juventus is in first place at seventy five <laughs> points. They are so they're fifteen points up on Napoli. Yeah, what, whatever happened to Inter and, and and Milan, AC Milan? They're just. Uh, it's it's, but we actually talked about teams. this last week because uh, um, we had Caleb Matthews on who follows Syria pretty close, and he was great to have and, on. And I actually asked, will it come back to that that great Syria where it was? Juventus, both Milan's, Napoli, uh, Roma, mm-hmm. all, and he's like, uh, too much like government corruption, evidently. Really? The and, stadiums, and, and the fact that the stadiums are owned by owned in, in many something. of the cities. Except, in, Ju- except Juventus. They, they <laughs> are their own stadium. They're not owned by the town. In but goals... Did you see the Juventus? You're, you're talking about Juventus. Yes. Uh, if you look at their stat line, they just got their first loss last weekend. Wow. They finally <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah, in the standings there, I'm getting 15 points up on Napoli. But uh, what's more interesting is who's leading in goals in Syria? Quagliarella. Quagliarella. Fabio Quagliarella. He's in first place with 21 goals, and then Ronaldo's in second place with 19. Uh, tied with uh, Placic. Ronaldo's not in second place very often. No, <laughs> no he's not. not. But Ronaldo, get this, Ronaldo's in second place in assists. So, he, again, 19, 19 goals and eight assists. So he's right there with the helpers as well. He's not a selfish player. So you have to know that this guy's dishing it out. And it's his first year in the league as well. That yeah. So it, 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 I'm sure it must have taken some adjustment for him to, to, to get used to everything in Italia. But. He's got more goals than Huddersfield. <laughs> he probably had that after game two. <laughs> some of these guys make more money than certain countries. Yes, yes. We, we talked about that. Country, uh, Czech has a big game this weekend. Uh, two games, yeah. This is Euro quality, yeah, and, and the yeah, friendly. This, yeah, first one qualifi- qualification for the Euros. We play we play England at Wembley tomorrow, and then we have a friendly against Brazil on Tuesday. So. <laughs> Tough schedule for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got any little wager with Mr. Nick Holmes, by chance? Uh, I haven't talked to him out yet. I need to, okay, I need to okay. reach out to him, yeah. So you grow up uh, in the Czech Republic. You're born there in, yes. in Pilsen, yep. and and you make your way here to the United States, which yep. is very cool. And it's awesome to have you on the show. But you know, we've we as Americans, when we've tried to wrap our heads around this, everybody who's <laughs> been on the show that's an American kid, we've tried to wrap our head around this whole like this dislike uh, of teams, you know, from where you're born or across, you know, across. Certain areas of the same city that the teams they they hate each other. They mm-hmm. they literally despise each other to the point of fighting, oh, yeah. you know, and and uh, and hooliganism as we've even talked about. It just blows our mind because we, you know, we've seen American football all of our lives, and even if you went to the worst stadium in the NFL, which we would probably assume the roughest one would probably be the Oakland Raiders. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in their heyday, the black hole as it was known, you know. It would be a rough place to go, but you wouldn't. You would never feel like you were gonna get hurt. Right. You right. you get stuff thrown at you, and people would you know. Uh, you can wear a Chiefs jersey, a Broncos jersey. You can jersey take your kids there. You yeah, know. you can take oh, your yeah. kids there. So it, it's again, it's one of those things. As as Americans, we we don't we don't get it. 
because it's just not anything that was in our culture. Especially not in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, where we welcome people to town. Hey, come to Lincoln. Come, come to Lincoln. Buy beers. Yeah, Let's have fun. I don't like you, Oklahoma Sooner fan, but come on, have a beer with me. <laughs> Let's have like... a beer together. Yeah, that's in fact, that's a great example of it. So give us a story, Jan, of like, you know, as a kid or in your youth or. Is there a rival know, cra- team in your city? The craziest thing you've seen. Uh, there's no rival team in the city, but I just want to say, like, uh, for me, it's the complete opposite, right? When I go to a game, I'm a big hockey fan, so I try to catch some NHL games. And if I see, you know, fans talking to each other wearing different jerseys, it's just not happening back <laughs> home, right? Like, I, I don't I, I was telling a friend of mine, when you go to a game, the, the, the visiting fans, they have to be in a cage. They, they come with the police escort, they're put in a cage in their sector, that's where they wait, Till the game is over, then they wait until everyone else leaves the stadium, and then they are allowed to leave with a police escort again. So it's it's crazy, and and some of the like we don't really have a rival in in Pilsen because it's the only and only team in 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a town, but we have a strong rival with both teams from from Prague, both whether it's Slavia or Sparta. Because then they're the big city. Oh yeah, so you're like you come yeah. to you come yeah. to my little town, man. Yeah. You know, I want to geographically how close represent. is that? Uh, probably like seventy miles away. Okay, seventy. Little, yeah, the little, like oh. in Omaha, little little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem for them is that they always been the the two biggest teams, and all of a sudden there's a third one in the picture. And <laughs> like you say, it's it's a team from a smaller town. So so those games are are are, are a bit crazy and. And uh, I'm not saying it's as crazy as uh, you know Partizan and Red Star Belgrade, but you know <laughs> there's not. There are some you know smoke smoke bombs and stuff like that going on in the stadium. Now, our big question is how are they getting those flares into the stadium. We don't know how they get those <laughs> well, flares. Where are they the hiding stadium. them? Yeah, <laughs> where are they hiding the flares? Uh, yeah, I don't know where they're hiding them, but I know I know their strategy is that they 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 literally have 50 guys and they say. Oh, 50 guys will try to sneak something in, <laughs> okay. and 50 guys are okay with not making it to the stadium because they know some of them will get caught, but they're just so dedicated. They're like, okay, I'm fine. Some of us will go through it. Some of us will not, but we're fine with it. So even if I don't make it to the stadium, can't stop my, all of us. <laughs> my friends will make it, and they'll, they'll, they'll do something. So, so it, 50 guys are hiding flares, <laughs> yeah. and if, three if, guys get in. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that works yeah, out. Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> what, is that, what is that, the odds of uh, <laughs> coincidence? I guess there's a name for that. Anyway... <laughs> That is amazing. I, again, it was exactly take, what you said, Animal. It's like we can't wrap our heads around, our heads around yeah. this. Being in, in a cage to go watch, I don't know, go watch a game well, at I mean, Iowa when, State. When, when U.S. went to Mexico, they, they put it, us in a cage there. Right, right. They, they, they did. We were in a cage in Mexico. <laughs> but yeah, but not and in our pre- country. You know, when you yeah, when we go to Wisconsin or something. Yeah, I mean, you're not the the way we grew up. It's it's kind of like if we were forced to go into a cage to watch a game, I'd be like, ah, I'll just watch it at home. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just stay home. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, guys, a great show. What's uh, big plans for this week, Jason? What do you got going on? We have an alumni game, so kind of a fun uh, chance for us to fun. reconnect with uh, alumni and <laughs> watch some old guys uh, pretend it's still their glory days. Although we've got a lot of uh, good players, that'll I think they'll pro- provide a good test for us. So, so the other uh, guy we have, uh, we have the Doan coach who comes in, right? And then we have uh, the Wesleyan, Wesleyan coach. Wesleyan, yeah. So Wes, we have the Wesleyan coach who comes in. So you know, do you guys ever, you know, do you guys ever play each other? We do. Uh, well, Doan's in our conference, so we play them every year. Okay. Um, and Nebraska Wesleyan used to be in our conference, but they moved to Division Three maybe two years ago. So we we occasionally play them as a, like an exhibition scrimmage. Sure. Or we're actually playing. I think this. that would be cool to have those guys on the same show. Do you know Brandon? Yeah, I know Brandon, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I know all the coaches around. So uh, okay. we are playing Nebraska Wesleyan actually this spring as well. So. Awesome. Uh, Jan, big plans. When are you going back home? 
Uh, I might be going home for in summer for for a couple of weeks, but yeah, this weekend I'm actually working a basketball tournament, so pretty excited about that. Yeah, right? Sounds good. <laughs> and Perk, you've got uh, we've got we're getting ready for a big party with the American Outlaws, but that's not till June. But you know we've got some warm up games with the men's yeah. team. I'll be watching the men's friendlies, and I might have to check out check England, check Brazil too. So. Good luck to you guys. Please cheer for us. We'll need it. (laughs) Always know we're looking for new victims. I mean, new people who want to be on the Real Football Show, who want to join us and talk soccer, football, whatever it is you've got going on, whatever your favorite team is. And uh, we have, I mean, I try to think about, I try to think the other day of all the different guests that we've had on this show in the two years that we've been doing it. And it's it's an enormous amount of human beings. It went from like, okay, we only got like two or three to choose from, and our our, our pool, our, our player pool has gotten bigger. Yeah, that's good. And we have a massive. Now some of them have, some of them have been on the show once and then moved away, and then we had Dave here for a while, and then he moved away. Yeah, Dave, a Sunderland fan, so you know where his mindset's at. <laughs> Dunford, of course, who turned us all on to Peaky Blinders, which you've got to watch that show on Netflix. It's an amazing show. It's very good. <laughs> it is, it's the, addicting. The, uh, the background of Birmingham. Hmm. It is The Real Football Show. Perk, Jan, Jason, guys, thanks for joining us this week. Great show. And, uh, and we'll thanks. see you very much. We'll see you again very soon. ESPNLincoln.com and, of course, normally at ESPN 1015, 1480 AM, 6 PM on Friday nights.